Hi, welcome to Movie Butts. I'm Arnie Joe. I am Dane. This is a podcast where we basically do a bunch of math and uh, determine the best and worst of a particular topic that we've chose. I think this week it's uh, Happy Madison Productions. Uh, what movies did we watch, Dane? Uh, we watched because it's the first. Is it the first ten films of Happy Madison Productions? It's, it's the first ten films of Happy Madison Productions. Yeah. Yeah. So we watched. Um, Master of Disguise and Anger Management. So basically what we do here is we um, calculate the Metacritic score, the Rotten Tomatoes audience and critic, the IMDb user score and box office and budget and determine which is the worst and the best. It was actually quite a surprise for what the best one was, to be honest. I thought Mr. Deeds would have been the best one. I don't know, does that, did you think that at all? I wasn't surprised it was anger management, mm. um, because I remember that being really big when it came out, mm. and uh, I can imagine it getting a little more critical praise because of Jack Nicholson, and it's not so stupid, this one. No, it's it's ha- it has its really goofy moments, narratively, like, mm. I think. But we'll, we'll get into that. But for, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like more people know or talk about or like Mr. Deeds. Well, I like Mr. Deeds more. I think so. I didn't watch Mr. Deeds, but I think I like Mr. I liked it more as a kid. I didn't like anger management as a kid. And we'll get into why, because I know the reason. They're actually quite close on everything except for the Metacritic score. The Metacritic, um, yeah, brought Mr. Deeds down like a lot. You know, mm. so yeah. Anger. So as a result, we're watching. We watched anger management. Um, can you give a brief description of anger management? How how would you how would you just what would, what's the film about? Okay, so it's basically about this guy, played by Adam Sandler, who is a bit of a pushover. Um, he's like a a secretary or something for an advertising firm or whatever. And um, he licks the boss's ass. He gets pushed around a lot. And he's, you know, at the beginning of the film, the boss just is mean to him and hangs up on him. And he's, you know, tries to, like, suppress his anger. And um, he's a bit shy. Yeah. Um, And then he gets into a situation on this airplane flight when some guy takes his seat and it's this whole big complicated thing i don't want to really fucking describe the whole thing because it's such a silly scene but anyway through a series of events he ends up accidentally hitting a flight attendant lady goes to (laughs) yeah goes to court and the court says he has to undergo anger management therapy so he goes to group therapy um, for anger management and the therapist says that he has uh, internalized rage and then the therapist ends up staying with him it's it's a fucking actually bizarre film but the therapist ends up staying with him and the therapist is played by Jack Nicholson and he's crazy Jack Nicholson like he's weird he's kind of psycho I think a lot of the I think a lot of the comedy is meant to come from the fact that 
Adam Sandler's character is fine and clearly doesn't need um, anger management. Um, you know, I think that's that's kind of the I think the crux of the film is you're meant to. You, I think it's like you're meant to be frustrated and kind of annoyed with him that he has to do all this crap. I think that's like the the main joke, right? Yeah, well, th- that's that's the weird thing is like I, I guess the humor is supposed to come from yeah that he is a guy who keeps his cool, he suppresses his anger, and Jack Nicholson is like a um, a bit of a loon. He and he actually loses his temper, and it's this guy is is behaving himself, but through other people's actions he inadvertently appears to have rage. Or when he does rage out, you can understand why, because the things around him are frustrating him so much. Mm, mm. Well, so this one won the top pick as the best for the first 10, and I think it's a easy to say that it is still a, a very much a mediocre film. <laughs> you know, we're not talking yeah. about E.T. here or Annie Hall, we're talking about anger management. Um, why, why do you think this one is the best of the first 10 Happy Madison films? I'm, uh, I'm still trying to figure it out, but I think if we talk about it, we could maybe figure it out together. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I think it's, um, so in terms of like box office take, uh, I remember as a kid really wanting to see this movie because, um, it looks funny like it kind of should be funny it's a jack nicholson does a good job he acts like a real weird crazy character and the 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 funniest thing that adam sandler did um in his early days was like rage out and get angry like that's why happy gilmore is so funny it's him losing his shit so you're like oh cool it's gonna be adam sandler losing his shit a lot but that's not the film. No, yeah, and he, he doesn't. He he does every now and again, but he really doesn't to a Happy Gilmore extent. Um, I think Jack Nicholson being in it kind of makes it look like a, you know, a real step up for an Adam Sandler production. I mean, it sounds like it should be funny. As far as critics go, I think it's because... Um, Jack Nicholson and Adam Sandler actually give pretty good, consistent performances. I mean, Adam Sandler plays Adam Sandler in every one of his films. In this one, he actually has, a, like, a character. Yeah, he's... It's not... See, I could almost argue it's to the detriment of this film. Of all the films that they pick to have him play a, a motherfucking boring character, it's the one where he's... It's the theme is someone dealing with anger. It's which is something that he is in all of his films. He's this really explosive person. Yeah. And then they have a movie about that and they have him be droll and just you know I don't know, just really It's not boring. that he does a bad job playing that role. I actually quite liked his performance. I I have to give him a lot of credit because Jack Nicholson is as good as he is. You know, he's one of those seasoned pros who... He reminded me of Al Pacino in that other piece of shit Sandler did later on. Where it's like, the dude is such a professional. He's giving his all and it is like a good performance. And he's 
great to watch, and Adam Sandler alongside him holds his own. And I think that that's a testament to him because I think that Adam Sandler actually is a, a really talented actor. There's this one scene in it which I think sums up the movie as a whole where Woody Harrelson shows up in a bit part. <laughs> and I like where, this um, scene. Jack Nicholson takes him to a uh, prostitute area and... Uh, Woody Harrelson plays um, a guy in drag, plays a, a, a prostitute. So, uh, I think he's... Wh- wh- what is that? He's a trans woman? But he no, has, I like, think a... it's just a cross-dressing prostitute, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's... The whole joke of the scene is it's a man wearing a dress and makeup. And mm. you have these three talented actors sitting in a car making tranny jokes for like five minutes. Yeah. And that represents the film to me where it's actually like the, the script can be quite poignant at times. And you have mm. these two, this, this talented cast. Um, but, but it's just dressed up in a cheap joke. And it doesn't fit at all. It's like mm, mm. an interesting idea. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I think concept, like but... I think Jack Nicholson is the reason this one is more popular and successful because he is like fantastic. I was reading some reviews for this, and I, and I, I, I found I found myself disagreeing um, with a lot of what they were saying in the sense that I found that the best part of it was the chemistry between Adam Sandler and Nicholson. The scenes yeah. with them two together were really good. Um, and they were what I was looking forward to. But then when I, when Adam Sandler was by himself or with the other supporting characters, I honestly stopped caring about the film very quickly at that point. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Even, even on the odd occasion when it's just Jack Nicholson, it's like those two together were the were the enjoyable parts Mm. they did have good chemistry and sandler holds his own alongside nicholson um Mm. yeah i was um i was actually really impressed by some parts of it there's this great bit of dialogue after he has his first uh anger management session where um he says to him there are two kinds of anger um what is it? Expressed anger, which is the guy yelling implosion at the and explosion and implosion. Is that yeah. the yeah. explosion is the guy yelling at the, the, the cashier every day. And the implosive anger is the cashier who eventually comes in and shoots everyone. Mm. And that it's line, like, that's good. That's a really good line. I actually quote that on a, not on a daily basis, but when I'm talking about anger problems, I actually paraphrase that quote from anger management quite often. It is, that's a really, yeah, it's a, it's, I I quite like that line. I don't know, like, I think, can you believe the cast of this film? Just like Marissa Tomei, she's not the best in the world, but she's an Academy Award winning actress, you know? She's, there's John Turturro in there. I think I think this is near the beginning of when he just 
for some reason stopped trying to be a serious actor and just appeared in fucking Adam Sandler movies. I think this yeah. was the time that that started happening. But I don't know. This is this. I'm never going to watch this film again simply because if I ever want to see Adam Sandler be a bit more reserved but really angry, I'm just going to watch fucking Punch Drunk Love. You know, like that's that's yeah. a far better film that has a similar, I don't know, theme packaging of him. I think yeah. is that is that is that a way of way of yeah. putting it? So yeah, the the movie misses the mark, mm. Mm. but. The thing is, is that it's not a waste of time. It's not no. lazy. No. And I think at this time in Adam Sandler's career, because I'm, you know, you, I try and connect the dots to see when someone stops giving a shit, mm. you know, whether it be a filmmaker, an actor and stuff. And there was a, looking at it from about 99 to about 2006, seven, I think he was really trying to make poignant movies like they, they were still really vicious like angry movies you know like his characters they're very bitter and un like it's weird this weird thing where he wants to be sentimental but at the same time he has a very awful look on the world there was that period and yeah. you know that produced films like click this big daddy um i don't know I, they're not perfect they're not great but there's something more there than whatever the fuck is happening now. Like that's yeah. The, yeah. Now it's now it's just um a a job. He doesn't care. Um, but you could tell he still gave a shit that you know he would have wanted this to be good. Um, I think the problem is is that um. There's this, like, the thing I was saying before about Woody Harrelson and drag, it, it's it's like that all over the place with, um, because I know that Sandler just buys scripts mm. that have been written without any of his shit in mind. I think and this is before that he... period. I think, right. I think early on, I think he had involvement in how it was written. I think, right, because this so. feels like a more. But this feels like a more serious... I kept thinking that this feels more like a drama that should have light comedic aspects to it. Um, but it it's like a, it, it, it's like a drama that's been tried to be reshaped into a comedy. But that's this era this, of his films. Look, Big Daddy is a fucking story about him adopting a child uh, it's more a drama than a comedy i think it's trying to be serious you know there's mr yeah. deeds which is a remake of a 50s or 40s frank capra movie like a mm. like a traditional golden age hollywood film there's click mm. which is fucking is that a christmas carol or something it's a wonderful life or something it's just that these are like that, yeah, yeah these are all films that are not Bill, like fucking Billy Madison, you know, like they're not, they're not just yeah. movies that stoners quote, you know, <laughs> it's the, the, it's a really complicated story. Like it's really hard to break down everything that happens in it because it's so, um, uh, it's so complicated. There are so many moving parts and you, you kind of get lost. You're like, wait, what are they doing now? Why are they doing this? 
Uh, and then they sum it all up at the end, and the ending I just think is stupid. Where they're like, this, this was all just a big setup. It was all fake just to get you to come out of your shell. And, I oh, okay. I checked out for the last fifteen minutes. I think I think from about when he gets to the so th- so there's a scene in the movie where he finds out that Jack Nicholson is trying to sleep with Marissa Tomei, his girlfriend, and. You know, it's this whole chasing to the baseball field to, uh, you know, essentially win her back and not let Jack Nicholson get get with her. But it, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but the, when, when he gets there and he's running out onto the field, it just became sentimental bullshit. You know, it just yeah. became... It just didn't... I don't know. It's Music was manipulative. That They had cameos from the you know, the mayor of fucking New York at the time. Like it was just, I don't know. And then it, yeah, it's a, fa- it, it became a fantasy like of what it becomes this broad garbage. Yeah. It tries to more like, I think more, I don't want to moralize. Is that even a real fucking word? But it tries to create this sentimental ending totally that, that it thinks it deserves that it thinks that that's what it was leading up to but i don't think it was like i think no i think all his movies end like that like a disney movie ending and this one shouldn't have had that it, it should have been a different movie i feel like half of it was kind of on point and interesting um there's just too many broad jokes and there aren't even that many for an Adam Sandler film. No. Not that many fart jokes or shit jokes. And they feel super out of place when they do happen. Like when the woman walks into the bathroom and he's sitting on the toilet and she's like, what are you doing in the women's bathroom? And he's like, oh, I heard you had cleaner toilets. And then she's like, not after me. Not after I get through with them. Mm. And that's it. And you know, there's not much of that humor the rest of it is kind of subtle and more derived from this kooky relationship between adam sandler and jack and like just again like to give it to give the film some credit the scenes with them two together mostly work you know that there's there's a part where i'm gonna start losing interest in the film and then all they're talking to each other again and i'm oh okay I, i remembered why i'm watching this film uh, apart from the fact that I have to, <laughs> you know, um, but, but yeah, overall it just, I don't think it, ah, uh, just, they could just get, I feel like everything that we talk about were negative. This is the good film. Like we're talking about the good one. You know, we have to talk about fucking the master of disguise in about five minutes. And you know, I, I'm trying to be nice and it's just hard. Uh, the biggest compliment I can play, uh, pay this film is Jack Nicholson and Adam Sandler have good chemistry, and Adam Sandler is a good actor. Mm. I'll stand by that. It's not it's not a complicated character, and it's not an all in all out fucking great performance. Mm. But he he performs with like these um like what did I write? Oh, fuck, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, like, performs with with minor sensibilities. 
and and reacts realistically to things even though it's not outstanding and the movie's pretty crap uh it's just he gives it he gives a realistic performance that's full of a lot of subtle emotions that just make it feel believable and you know Jack Nicholson does the same and you expect him to because he's you know he's a he's a veteran but um it's impressive to see how, I think it shows that Adam Sandler's actually really good because he doesn't look he doesn't look like a an amateur dickhead acting alongside Jack Nicholson yeah. he holds his own and that's uh that was I think the only thing I really liked from it mm. uh, that got that got me through mm. yeah no I'd agree I think the chemistry I think I think Nicholson who's prob who was probably let's not like phoning it in for this film but him phoning it in is encouraging Adam Sandler to do better like that's that's literally the level <laughs> Nicholson's at um I I'm I'm just thinking what would what would make this better and or at least more interesting I think is um what maybe make it a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes instead of a 44 I don't know um if I don't know I think I think this film could have benefited from Adam Sandler being a bit more Adam Sandler like I think I think having him be a bit more animated playing to his strengths a little bit more um i think could have made this a far more interesting film especially in the scenes where jack nicholson's not there um yeah he didn't need to be a super wimp no no to work no he he could have been a bit more animated just clearly not happy gilmore angry i think you know like Mm. he doesn't need to be beating people up like actively to show that he has internalized rage, but not, you know, like an understanding. Maybe like wimp. big, maybe like big daddy angry. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He loses his shit quite a lot in that, but mm. he's, he's, he's tends to be a pretty nice guy. Yeah. Like he's, he gets, the thing is we, you don't want Adam Sandler explosively getting annoyed at things, but you will understand when he does raise his voice. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I look forward to never seeing this film again. I think, I think I've talked about it and seen it. Mm. Very forgettable. Again, it just made me want to watch Punch Drunk Love. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Um, well then, uh, now it's time to talk about nine-year-old Joe's favorite film growing up. Thank you.